Welcome to the God-Centered Recovery Podcast brought to you by Narrowgate Ministries. This podcast is dedicated to giving you a God-centered approach to recovery and to life. Follow along. Let's get started. Welcome back to the God Center Men's Recovery Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated for Christian men inside of recovery who want to live a powerful, spirit-filled life and be clean at the same time. So if you're new here, welcome. Our topic today is going to be about growth and development. We've got to ask ourselves, what does growth look like? We're going to dive deep into that. The four different definitions of what growth is and the three things that we should grow in. So stay tuned for this. See, the Bible says in Luke chapter two, that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man. And so we got to ask ourselves, what does it exactly mean? And how is this applicable for my life, for my sobriety, for my recovery, for my spirit filled life? And so what does it mean to grow? If there be any complaint about the church world today, it'd be that the um, the church world, as general as in as a whole, is in a state of infancy, and that is babies, right? Um, Paul even wrote one of his letters to the churches and said, "You know, you are drinking milk and not solid food." He said that I wish that I could give you solid food, but you're not ready for it. And so, what happened in the church back in the day? was that Christians were in this prolonged state of infancy where they ought to be teachers, he said. You ought to be teaching these things, but you have need for someone to teach you the elementary principles all over again. And so this prolonged uh, state of infancy is a state of maturity, immaturity. And we know what immaturity looks like. Any father out there who has had a child um, know what immaturity looks like. Right. But during the infant stages, the the baby is just pretty much um, not able to take care of itself. Very dependent, uh, very me centered, um, has everybody focused on their uh, attention, their needs. And and that's normal. Right. That's normal behavior. But if the say if it's required for us to do the same thing as they grow up, we're going to say that there's something wrong with the baby. And what I mean by that is that if we're still changing their diapers at 10 years old, we're going to say that there's something definitely wrong with this child and that this child has, has had a state of infancy where they are not growing, a failure to thrive, and they're not making progress. Well, that is basically what's going on in the church world today is that we have this prolonged state of infancy where people just uh, are acting like babies and they still need the the preacher. They still need everybody to come wipe them because they're constantly messing themselves, right? It's like, daddy, poo-poo, and they're 10, 15, 20 years old, daddy, poo-poo, and that's what we have going on today. And so... What we got to do is break free and understand that we are meant to grow. We are meant to develop. Now, when we're first learning to walk, we fall a lot, right? And this is part of the process of learning how to walk and learning how to grow and learning how to mature. And you, you expect, you know, a child to fall repeatedly um, because they're in the process of learning. But as you begin to grow and develop, you, you expect them to learn how to walk and not fall that much, right? And so it is with us is that we have Christian men out there who have been in this prolonged state of constantly falling. 
And that is repeatedly, whether in sobriety, whether in addictions to to pornography, or whether it is to alcohol, or whatever it is, this form of addiction, that men are constantly stumbling and falling in this prolonged state of infancy. And so what needs to take place? Well, Paul said, speaking the truth so we can grow up. And so it's nothing but the truth that is going to cause us to grow up. And people say, oh, that's that's just so not loving. You can't tell people the truth. Yeah, you can't tell people that, that you know that they have a problem with addictions. You can't tell people they have a problem with this, that, and the other thing. No, no, we're supposed to walk in love. And what we fail to understand that that, that part of love is speaking the truth. And part of love loving ourselves is recognizing the truth. You see, we have a hard time with seeing the reality of things in our life. And so we keep them covered up with, with different sedations and different addictions and different things to cover those up. And it's only the truth and the reality of the matter is going to change things. And that is this, is that I have an area of my life where it's causing me a lot of pain. And so I could choose to face the reality of the choices and the decisions that I'm making that are bringing me the nasty fruit in my life. Or I could pretend like they don't exist, right? I could pretend that like they're not there. I can refuse to face the truth and thereby never change. And so we see how important it is to speak the truth and, and to grow in the truth. So we're going to break apart these words and to grow is a powerful word that means to advance. And what that means is that you're making forward progress in a purposeful way. And just like the, the baby learns to walk, we need to learn to walk and to make forward progress in the different areas of our life. If you've listened to me, you know what, uh, what I'm all about. I'm all about building your family, faith, fitness, and finance. I believe God is a holistic, a holistic God, and he wants you to pursue holistic health. He doesn't want you to have failed relationships, failed business, you know, failed body. He wants you to do your part and creating the growth and development in those areas of your life. Now, this doesn't mean that you will uh, have a perfect life and things will always work out or that you'll have perfect health and you'll always be healthy. Um, this is not the prosperity gospel. This is the, the gospel where God wants to empower you to do some awesome things in each area of your life. Okay? So he wants you to advance and move forward to make progress and improvement. If there's anything that needs to take place in this day and age, it's it's hearing the voice of God saying, come up higher. I want to take you to a new level. I want you to come with me. I want you to rise above these weak and beggarly addictions that you've been facing. You see, the reality is, is that we as men often fail to live up to our potential. And we got God speaking to us and God reaching out his hand to us saying, come up higher. I want to lift you up. I want to empower you to reach your full potential. And that is a powerful reality. Number two in this growth definition is to experience growth and development progression. Now, these are all about forward progress in each area of our life. So when you think about, let's go first with your family. 
What does growth look like in, in your family? To move forward in a purposeful way, to come up higher, to experience growth inside of your family. What does that look like? When you break it down, what does it look like inside of a marriage to create intimacy, to have communication, to begin to have date nights, to be on the same page and to begin to build the same kingdom and the same life together? You see, these are all awesome realities that we were meant to experience if we choose to advance and grow inside of those. What does it look like to have the awesome communication with our children and to provide discipline and structure and, and build their lives up and communication and connection and all of these things? So here's the reality of things. When it comes inside of our family, we could choose to grow. We could choose to advance. We could choose to progress or we could choose to digress and deteriorate. You see, it takes work to maintain a building, right? Let's think about a building for a second. It takes work to maintain it. And so if we constantly want the paint to look fresh and to look new, there has to be a maintenance guy that comes through and touches up the spots, right? Or if it's like McDonald's, every 8 to 10 years, they remodel, right, to keep it fresh, to keep it new, to keep it maintained, to keep relevant to society. And so we think somehow our relationships are going to be different. We think somehow intimacy with our wife is just going to happen. And all of these things just don't happen. They take place by a conscious choice and saying, you know what, I'm going to be the kind of man that pursues growth and development and makes progression in every single area of my life. What about faith? To grow and advance and expand inside your faith to where you are building yourself up so strong that you have, you know, walked as a disciple and that you're starting to listen to the spirit of God, that you're able to impart that to other people. And that is a powerful, powerful reality. And I can go through each area of your life and see what it's going to take to grow and expand. Number three is to increase and to become greater. If you follow along in the, the this week's podcast talking about being great in the sight of God, you know deep within man is a hunger and a longing for greatness. The problem is, is that we get mixed up with the idea of what it is to be great. And so we got to understand that we need to solidify what it really means to be great um, by the definition of our creator. And number four, the definition is to expand. Man, that is to enlarge. And the first thing that, that God wants to expand and God wants to enlarge is our heart and our heart for connection and relationship with him. You see what I talked about in some of the other podcasts, we're so consumed with the things of God that we miss God himself. And so his first idea is he wants to come and enlarge our heart so we can have the capacity to receive him, to love him, to commune with him, and be empowered by him. God wants to expand. And so once our hearts begin to expand, we can begin to take what is happening with us and God and begin to put it in play in every single area of our lives. And say, you know what? I want to increase. I want to enlarge. I want to expand. I want to progress. I want to develop in every single area of my life inside of my family, faith, 
fitness and finance. Man, that is a powerful reality. All right, so Jesus grew in three things. He grew in wisdom. He grew in maturity. And he grew in favor. What does it mean to be wise? You see, wisdom is the application of knowledge. And one thing that, that God has thoroughly taught me through life experience is that knowledge is useless without application. Knowledge is completely useless without application. Um, I was a major bookworm and studied and um, was constantly reading the next book and the next fad. And, and I don't know how many books that I have read. It's up into the probably thousands. But how much application did I really have? I got very convicted and I had to change my mind concerning my patterns because what I was doing was consuming content, consuming books, thinking that I was actually doing something. And here's the reality that we could get so addicted to knowledge, to information, to the next book, to the next fad, to the next seminar, to the next crusade. And all we get addicted to is the experience and the knowledge. And all of that stuff becomes useless without the application. You see, somewhere along the way, we, we think events are the way God works. And God often does work inside of event, but event is meant to engage in the process. So after the event, after the crusade, after the, the church revival or wh whatever, you know, uh, style of uh, church you come from, after that, there's the process. And that is walking it out and the application. And so the danger is becoming fat with doctrine and not becoming wise with experiential knowledge. You see, all of these things were written in the Bible that we might what? That we might know God. It's clearly spelled out. These things are written that you might know him. And this word know is not a informational knowledge. It's an experimental knowledge. You know, when the Bible talks about knowing somebody, it was intimately acquainted. If you knew your wife, that means... You, you, you did the deed. You are intimately acquainted. And so somehow we have settled for information instead of being intimately acquainted with God. And so wisdom is the application. You see, judgment is when I choose the best path based upon learning from my experience. You see, I fail to walk in wisdom when I fail to learn from my mistakes. You see, life is meant to teach us. If you haven't noticed, there has been, uh, God is bent on educating us. And he does this by his word, but he does it often by experience and communication with him and awareness to understand what is actually taking place. So let me tell you the this story that was really powerful that I heard. And I'll tell it to you in first person uh, because it's more powerful that way. But when I was young, a uh, teenager, I was uh, walking to work. And on the way to work, there was this big old pothole. And unbeknownst to me, I didn't know it. And so I walked in and I sunk in the pothole and I got my pants wet to my knees. And then I continued on to work and I, I dried off and, and uh, I went into work. 
So the next day, I seen the same pothole. And I'm like, ha ha, I know the pothole's here. And so I decided to run and jump over the pothole. And then uh, the pothole was a little too large and I failed. And once again, I fell inside the pothole and I got my, uh, my pants wet to my knees. And then, of course, I sat out and wait to dry off. And then I went into work. And so then the third day, I come up on the pothole and I'm like, ha ha, I know there's a pothole here. And I know that I don't have sufficient power to jump over it. How about this time? I walk along the side of it and I avoid it completely. So there I go. I walk alongside the pothole and I avoid it completely and I go to work. And the last day, the fourth day, I decided it's not even worth it or risky enough to accidentally step in it, to jump over it, and even to, to scurry on the side of it, just in case of I don't want to fall in. I'm going to take a different street and avoid the pothole altogether. And you see, my friends, this is what wisdom is. But what it takes is understanding the cycles and the patterns because we continually repeat these same patterns. And every day and every time we fall into the pothole and we don't sit there and contemplate and we don't understand that there are different measures, there are different ways, there are different paths, there are different coping skills for me to not fall in the pothole. And this is called wisdom. It's called practicing awareness. I could choose to face this pothole every single day. Or I could choose a different path where the pothole is not even present. And so we all have to walk this out in our daily lives. You see, wisdom is making a different choice. And it's this experience-based clarity. Is that I have... I know the cycle. I know the pain. I know the temptations. I know the triggers. I know everything that's going to come up. So based upon my knowledge, I'm going to practice wisdom and begin to make a different choice. You see, wisdom is the right choice at the right time. And how much we need that because we, we, we as men be, can become very hair-triggered. We can become very reactionary. We can become very impulsive. I worked in a treatment center for boys, and the biggest problem with, with youth, um, of course, is impulsivity. And that is there's no time to think before they act. They haven't developed that skill yet. And here we are as men, and, and, and we haven't really understood our triggers. We haven't really understood the pothole. We haven't understood the cycles. And we keep repeatedly falling into the same patterns and the same routines. And only wisdom is going to get us out. You see, knowledge is, is information. That is awareness. But wisdom is the application. Let me tell you one more story to, to bring this home. If you were going on a 12-mile hike tomorrow, what would you do? You see, knowledge is, is knowing that you're going to go on a 12-mile hike and that it's going to be however long, and it's going to take you however long, right? But wisdom is preparing. So knowledge is I have a 12-mile hike tomorrow. 
Wisdom is preparing. So now that I know that I have a 12-mile hike, I'm going to make sure that I get enough sleep. I'm going to make sure that I pack the right clothes. I'm going to make sure that I have uh, sunscreen. Or if you're up in here in Idaho, you're going to make sure that you have the, the mosquito spray. You're going to make sure that you have the appropriate amount of water and all of these things. Why? Because that's wisdom. You have the knowledge. Now you need to apply the wisdom to it. All right, moving on. So the second thing is maturity. Jesus grew in wisdom, but he also grew in maturity. Maturity is this. It is reaching uh, development in multiple areas of our life. And just like I've talked about, there are different areas, and that is physical, emotional, relation, relational, and spiritual. And we have the calling as men to grow and expand and develop in every single area of our lives. And what this means is that God doesn't want me be to be physically mature and emotionally a baby. Or God doesn't want me to be spiritually mature and relationally weak. You see, the goal is of maturity is to get me to rule and reign in life. And one day rule and reign in his kingdom. And so we have the responsibility to nurture and grow all areas of our life. Because what good is it? Okay, let's let's talk about this for a minute because it's highly beneficial. What good is it to be extremely spiritual and yet destroy every single relationship you have in your life? Or what good is it to be extremely spiritual and you spend money like nobody's business and you're always broke and doing payday advances and borrow money for friends and family? From that example, you can see that God wants to live, us to live holistically, and that is physical, emotional, relational, spiritual, and that is your family, faith, fitness, and finance, is that God wants a holistic man, and that is four-dimensional. And what we have in society today is one-dimensional men, and that is they might be good at going to the gym and building this great and awesome body, right? Yet their relationships are falling apart, and they can't even connect with God. What good is that, man? Or we have men today who are, you know, have great relationships. They're, they're, they're doing pretty good in the marriage department. They're doing pretty good with their kids. Um, their connection with God is non-existent and their body is falling apart. They might even have some money so that maybe they could be two-dimensional. But they're going to suffer because the neglect of the other areas of their life. And so when we're talking about growing in maturity, we're talking about a holistic living that empowers you for the service of God. Lastly, Jesus grew in favor. You see, favor is divine pleasure. And the way I like to think about this is that you bring a smile to the face of God. And what that means is that he likes you. He's very fond of you. And why is that? Because you're, you're connected to him. You're intimately acquainted. You see, favor is, is all about being in someone's good graces. It's all about having approval. It's all about knowing that God thinks highly of you. Man, that is powerful. And what we need today is the real favor of God. We got this false favor that's being propagated by 
by the church world today. But what we need today is the real favor of God. And we got to understand that his favor and his grace has been given to us already. And that we don't need to strive, we don't need to struggle to try to please God because he has already been pleased. And that we've been accepted based upon what Jesus Christ did on the cross. You see, God's favor and God's grace is directly dependent on his goodness and not our own. And here's the reality of things. We as men may decide not to be four-dimensional. We may decide that, uh, you know, uh, making money is not for us So and being healthy is not for us, so we're just going to be spiritual men with powerful relationships. And that's all fine and dandy. God will still love you. You see, our performance is not uh, connected to God's love. And so when I'm talking to you about a great life, it has nothing to do with your relationship or connection with God. It has to do with you living out your passion and your purpose. You see, his favor and his love will still be present if you decide to not live holistically. He will still love you, and his love will not change. You see, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature with favor with God and man, and that's what I want for my life also. And if you've listened to me for any length of time, you know when I see the pattern in Jesus, I believe that it's the pattern for us also. Because as he is, so are we in this world. You see, the key to all of these things that I'm talking about today is connection with the Father. Connection with the Father. So the choice is yours today. Do you want to grow? Do you want to mature? Do you want to expand and develop? Do you want to live holistic life? Because this is what God is calling you to. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.